Before we start, we wanted to take a moment to address the Black Lives Matter protests currently taking place in the United States. We questioned if we should even bring up this topic on our show, because as two white men who tell jokes about kids and video games, it's definitely not our place to talk about how this issue is affecting the black community. That said, we cannot just stay silent. Staying silent only helps those who fear change and want the status quo to remain. Racism has no place in our world, and as fathers, we need to help shape the world we want for our children. If you'd like to help, go to blacklivesmatter.card.co. That's card with two R's. You can begin to educate yourself there, seek out protests to join if you are able to do so, and donate to any number of important causes. If you want to help locally in Canada or to our neighbors in the United States, there's options for both. That's blacklivesmatter.card.co. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Lehman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. How are you doing, sir? Doing well, Mike. I'm a little depressed this week. My my COVID work from home life is ending. I have to go back to work on Thursday. Oh, really? Oh, sorry, so what is... no, no. Back to the office, I meant to say. I've been working this whole time, yeah. I figured that's what you meant. I yeah. know you've been working from home, and, and we've been talking about the struggles of working from home with a kid. So, I mean, I guess my first thought is, what does that mean for for Ben, because you've been basically looking after him full time and working. Yes, that's right. So essentially, we're only—I only have to go back one day a week. So it's not a full time thing. We're doing with what's this kind of this bullshit phase one, where fifty percent of the office is in at any given time. Obviously, there's a number of us who have kids at home and don't have daycares because your daycare is closed, my daycare is closed, that kind of thing. So fortunately, I only have to go one day a week, but. How long is that going to be for, right? Is it going to be for two weeks? Is it going to be for a month? Who really knows? And I really hope they open up daycares before phase two hits. But uh, I, I don't know. I'm really bummed about the whole thing. I was really hoping that after this sort of two month, you know, test run that they'd say, okay, you know what? This stuff's kind of working. We could probably do a little bit more flexibility, right? You know, one or two days a week at home, you know, and the other three in the office or something like that. But I reached out to our, our head of HR and they've said a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> it's because our executive team are a bunch of old men who don't believe you can actually work from home, Mike. So, you know, I don't know what we've all been doing for two and a half months, but it's clearly not working from home. Well, as someone who works at a company with younger folks in charge, I actually had a update today that we will be working from home through August. Nice. They they said like we could probably go back sooner, but there are two reasons we're we're not going back right away and one is just because we're we're all able to work right now just fine. Like the company is actually doing better than it's ever been. Oh, that's good. Yeah, like our last month was our highest selling like financial month ever. Damn. <laughs> Which was on top of the month before it being the highest month ever. So this is, you know, two months in a row topping itself. So we've been doing well in that sense. So obviously we're able to work effectively from home still. But what we're doing is we're going to work from home so that when everybody else goes back, if there is a wave of, you know, like, oh, and now everybody's sick again and we all need to stay home, we have avoided that wave essentially. Right, right. 
And the other reason that we're staying back is because we have to pay for our parking a month in advance and <laughs> they're not ready to pay for our parking yet. So yes, that, that's, those are the two reasons. What I, what I felt was a little more like about us and the yeah. other one is a little more practical. So is your company, cause I think you had talked about earlier that they were talking about potentially indefinitely working from home. Is that kind of, you know, come and gone a little bit or do you know, are you part of the inner circle? I, I was told at a meeting that we will go back eventually. Like the, right. the idea of us never going back is not going to happen. And basically what that boils down to is for growth purposes. Right. It's hard to cultivate a company culture when there's no company. Sure. Well, that makes sense. So that's one of the main reasons. There's a couple other reasons. I, I forget what they are. But yeah, we, that the the work from home forever experiment is is not going to happen. But we can work f- from home for now safely, so we will continue to do so. I feel like we're also going to be a lot less. I mean, already my company was pretty good when it came to like, hey, I need to work from home. You know, I got a plumber coming. I feel like that's going to be like wide open. You know, like for sure, just, yeah. You know, like oh man. I stubbed my toe. I, I just not coming in. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. just- I, I always felt like the, the perfect balance was some sort of in office hours. You know, okay, you can work from home as much or as little as you want, but you got to be in the office, you know, on Wednesdays or you got to be maybe Tuesday and Thursday between three and six or whatever. I don't pick a number, but I always thought like that was kind of the best because, you know, there is value in being face to face and seeing people. Like you said, how do you, make a culture if you're never together but you know again like i look back the last couple of months i've been more productive even with ben jumping all over me all the time working from home rather than being in the office and it just seems like i have a hard time believing that i'm the only person who somehow made this work you know mm-hmm. but uh, i don't know i obviously it's not going to happen maybe i'm going to come work for your company mike hey, maybe maybe yeah. I, I mean I, I don't think we're big enough to need an it guy yet but when well, i'll do other stuff there, i'll do other stuff okay yeah. okay well we, they actually did tell us we they hired somebody new today so oh, but no. but it was it, it's it's uh, someone who left that's coming back so oh, okay okay yeah and i was like didn't they get like a fancy new job in montreal and they're like yeah but they started to work for like when you work for a company like my company which is very easygoing and relaxed and then you go and work for a different company that is not that way it's hard to go back apparently <laughs> right yes i can imagine and, and she said she said the, something to the effect of the company is basically run by two ex silicon valley cokeheads I, I don't i don't think she means that they're actual cokeheads but i yes, think it yeah. mean in the sense of like they're they're like let's go let's go let's go like that kind of Action. Right, right. You're like, going to work 16 hours a day, but we have a pool table for you. Yeah. Well, yeah, but she she described it as 18 hour work days for eight hour paydays. You know, <laughs> and so it was kind of like, yeah, this isn't for me. And and that's one thing I really do like about my company is it's very good about like your hours are your hours. Like I, I've uh, I've done some working late and like ask my text from my boss and be like, Hey, sorry to bother you, but I'm working on this thing. And he's be like, here's the answer. Uh, stop working, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. You know? And actually it's funny because because of the working from home right now, we're doing another fun experiment right now is our, our in office hours, like the, the general, you can work whenever you want, as long as the common hours are nine to three, as long as you're in the office from nine to three, they don't, they don't really care. Well, Obviously, Laura and I are both here. We're balancing, William. Laura's been doing evenings. I've been doing mornings working. 
and Laura's starting to go crazy. So we switched it up a little. So one day a week, I actually do the, the evening shift and Laura does the morning shift. And I asked my boss and I'm like, is this okay if I start working at noon and work till eight? And he's like, yeah, I mean, whatever you guys need to make it work. And so, so one day a week, I'm actually available till 8 PM. And it's actually been really good because I have a lot of clients who work on the West coast and 8 PM is 5 PM on the West coast. So, you know, there's a, there's one day a week where people can get a hold of me much later in the day. And it's depending on the day, like some days I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like, Tonight, even though I worked till eight, it was it was quiet. Like there was sure, really yeah. not a lot going on in the last hour, you know. But there was the one day I I was doing working straight up till eight p.m. because there was a lot of emails going back and forth between me and, and people in L.A. and, and it was really funny just because it's like I was like, man, I would have missed all of this if I hadn't been working tonight because it was all very urgent, you know. Like it was like we need you to do this right now, and I'm like, well, good thing I'm here. <laughs> kind of yeah, like, but it does make a lot of sense though, right? Like I find the same thing. We have offices in uh, like Texas, so they are I think an hour ahead of us or maybe two, an hour at least. We've got an office in Hawaii. And oftentimes the Hawaii people, you know, nine o'clock in the morning for them is like three in the afternoon for us. And so the fact that, yeah, you know, it's 8 p.m. at night or it's 9 p.m. at night, I get an email. Yeah, sure. Okay. I'll deal with this now. And it's for them, it's fantastic, right? Because otherwise it's, well, you're going to wait till the next morning. So it's like a 12 hour turnaround versus a, yeah, I'll get to it in five minutes, right? Yeah. The, I think the one thing that was really funny is of, of that kind of trying to make it work was I had a conference call with someone in Australia. Oh, nice. And I think that had to be, for me, it was, it was 5 p.m. And for them, it was 8 a.m. the next morning. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like 14 hours, right? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And it was so funny because both of us were inconvenienced. Like I would have, I leave when I used to work at the office, I would work eight to four. And so I'm, I'm already working like an hour late and then work having the call after the hour late. Right. And for them, it's an hour before they would have even started working. So it was, <laughs> it was like, both of us were just having this like, okay, well let's, we'll make it work. Cause, and it's, and it's actually been a really good relationship with them. So it worked, it worked out the inconvenience on both of our well, parts. Very good then. Very good. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Everybody listen up. This stuff works really well. Yeah. Well, did you hear that New Zealand is actually talking about four-day weeks? I did. And I first heard about that because I saw an article that said Canada was going to try it. And I was like, wait, what? And I read the article and all the article did was talk about how New Zealand was doing it. And I'm like, where's the part in here that says Canada's doing this? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know the question was asked to Justin Trudeau. And I think he said, you know, it's something we're considering, but it's not a high priority thing right now you know it's a let's let's get everybody healthy and and protected first yeah definitely which is very fair i think mm -hmm. but i wouldn't mind that either i hope my i hope my company's listening you know these are all great ideas yeah definitely and you know what let's stop talking about work where this is you know it's a fun podcast <laughs> all work sure. and no play makes for bad dads but speaking of play, I want to bring up this past weekend, we did our Jackbox game night with the dads on Twitch, and I thought it was a great success. We had a lot of people there, way more, <laughs> way more than I was expecting, that's for sure. I know. I was so worried that there was just going to be nobody. Well, I, I was thinking back to when we did the uh, Extra Life stream, right? And not to say there was no one there, but it was like five people total. 
you know, and I'm so I'm thinking, well, these games are like eight player games. How on earth are we going to play them? But yeah, I think there was every single game had all eight people filled. Yeah. Uh, we we had people in the audience at, at at points playing along in the audience that that and it was the entire time we played for three hours almost yeah give or take yeah yeah I think it was it was after t- it was after ten we started at eight and it was almost almost midnight by the time we finished well, it wasn't midnight I think no, it was like 11, quarter to eleven, 11 or 11 yeah quarter o'clock. to eleven yeah. yeah I don't know why I said midnight but math <laughs> is hard well we're old now Mike it sure felt like midnight <laughs> yeah definitely definitely start fading at ten after uh, 10, I was gonna say what's ten p.m. hits the old brain starts slowing down yeah and I was and I was like man we we get it's it's a big special night we got to play until till I have a little bit longer than two hours because usually when I do the Jackbox nights with with my friends and my coworkers like we do on Thursdays we do the we just do two hours we do eight to ten and then we're done yeah and it was like oh well let's you know let's do it a little bit longer and we went about another forty five minutes so it was funny because I, I like I said we we had our wives with us because it just in case. If if no one else showed up, we'd at least have the four of us playing. <laughs> yeah, it just be becomes fun. a game night for us. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, like the entire night we had there was a full party in the chat, and it was great. Like a lot of people, like from Twitter and and Facebook, were were there, and there were some people who said that that they could make it, and then they they weren't able to make it. Actually, it was really funny. Nikolai, if you recall, recently had his his second kid, right? And I'm gonna find this because it was just too funny. So I, I said to him, because it was the day the day of the stream, and I, I asked him, I said, hey, are you planning on coming out to the stream tonight? And he responded with, <laughs> so so yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he never showed up. So I'm assuming that he did not, that did yes. not stop. So, but yeah, that was, it was just really funny that he just sent me that. And I was like, oh, I was just going to say, it feels like a valid excuse. You know, there's some bad excuses out there. That one feels like a good one. Yeah, that's fair. We've yeah. all been there. I know, I know what that's like. No apologies necessary for, for missing that one. That's for sure. But nope. yeah, no, it was great. I think if, you know, quarantine times continue, we might do another one of those at some point. I don't know when, maybe the end of June, but let's not put a date on it yet. It's still, uh, no, that's right. Yeah. We don't want this to be an every week kind of thing. Oh no, no, no. It's, it's I, I was still th- made novelty ish. Yeah. I was thinking maybe like if once at the end of this month and if not that, then maybe mid next month. Yeah. I, we'll I, do a, a special Mike birthday party. Well, I don't know. It could be both of our birthday parties. I suppose that's I mean, true. I, we'll pick a time in between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Our <laughs> birthdays are like a week apart, right? Yeah. Like, so why not, right? But yeah, no, I, I was really happy with how the stream went and I had a lot of fun and, you know, like, it's so funny too, because like I did try to revamp the graphics a little bit from our, like the, the show graphics based on our original graphics that we had from when we did Extra Life. Right. And and I did it and I was like, yeah, everything looks good. And it was like when I did the the ad for it, when I was like, after I did it and it was done, I was like, man, I could have done a much better job. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, just beating myself up, you know. But, I thought they looked fine, Mike. There was nothing wrong with them. Right. Compared to well, most streams out there, it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And the lag wasn't too bad on the on the stream. I, I, I did find it when we were playing the rap battle game where you're supposed to cheer and boo based on the raps that I was having an issue where the second player if I wanted to cheer for their raps, the delay caused it to be over before I could do so. 
Right. Okay. So I'd be like, all right, that was a good rap. And then I'd go to cheer and it'd be like, nope, you, this <laughs> is done. Good. Well, there we go. We know not to do that game. We'll, we'll do some. We'll look ahead of time next time and find like the best sort of stream kind of games. But that said, though, that game was really fun. We had a lot of fun. Doing yeah, that. It was good. It was. I, I liked the fact that how despite the fact that most of the stream was strangers to each other, we still went full on like. I, I'm going to get you, bitch, like <laughs> like rap battle style, you know? Yeah, there was definitely a few times where I'm rapping somebody who's not you and Laura and is like, well, maybe I'll hold back a little bit. I don't know how sensitive you might be or might not gonna be. going to walk this one back. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. If it was amongst like our, our close friends, oh, yeah, 100% I would have said it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, got to keep it kind of PG, I guess. Yeah, well, you know, the, we keep it PG-13 on the podcast, so why not, right? Yeah. But a lot of fun. We'll do it again sometime. But, you know, otherwise, how's how's things with you and the kiddo over there? Uh, doing well. Doing well. He's he's calmed down a little bit from last week. Thank God. So uh, it's been OK. But he's he's doesn't have any great fantastic stories, but he's getting some new skills. He's um, been plugging his ears now. So like the classic like fingers in the ears. Right. Which he likes doing. And then he talks and then he likes to. All of a sudden, all the sound's gone, and he really enjoys it. You see a big smile showing up in his face, so that's kind of funny. Bad news for you, Mike. He now knows how to open all kinds of doors, so watch your back, because he's coming for you. Oh, no. What about <laughs> locked doors? Has he figured out locked <laughs> He doors? hasn't figured out the deadbolts, but I think only because he can't reach the deadbolt. He he oftentimes will drag his stool over, and all of a sudden, then he can get the deadbolt, because that was, you know, it's much more simple than the actual door itself. Of course. So, Anyway, he's got like a 100% success rate with the, I don't know what you call them, like the paddle style. Yeah, William yeah. can do that too. We discovered that we were at Laura's parents. We were getting her snow tires changed. It was the It's the only time I've left my house in the quarantine. Right. Like besides to walk around my, my, uh, my block kind of a thing. Like I walk right. around my neighborhood. First time I left my neighborhood was to go to my, my in-laws house to get our, our snow tires taken off. And then off we, we came right back home. <laughs> but while we were wandering around in the backyard, keeping our, our social distance, sure, yeah. William went over to the garage because Laura's dad has one of those garages. That's like a second house on the house kind of a thing. Right. And he's got one of those doors like you're talking about. And he, he's got it. He's, he's figured out how to open that door. Yeah. It's like the training wheels door, right? Well, so, the velociraptors are able to open those doors, right? So yeah, if velociraptors can do it, then I mean, our kids better be able to. And yeah, but I would say he's got like, meh, we're like 40 to 50% success on like the classic doorknob. So, you know, you might have a chance to run, but we'll see. We'll see when we get there. I'll start putting those childproof door and handle turners. <laughs> yeah. Although he ripped one straight off. We have, I don't, I don't even know what they call it. It's like two zip tie things that attach to the handle with like a clip in the middle to keep like uh, cupboard doors shut. He literally ripped one of them off the cupboard this morning. And I was just like, Jesus, <laughs> how am I supposed to keep you out of anything? Uh, but anyway, you know, I digress, but he's been doing this thing. So, he was uh, going through like a biting stage, which if you've ever been bit, Mike, yes. sucks. It I sucks. Have. William is biting. And I one of the books we read to him all the time is called Little Dinos Don't Bite. 
And I'm like, you're not getting this book. It's like your favorite freaking book. And I, you, you're not getting you. That's supposed to bite me. <laughs> no, like, honest to God, I got PTSD. So he only really got me, I think, like two times. But now anytime he puts his face against me, I'm just like, oh, God, no, don't don't bite. But he's been doing this thing now where he'll look at you right in your eye and go bite. And you say, <laughs> you say, no bite. He's like, oh, no bite, no bite. Okay. <laughs> or sometimes he'll like go to bite you and then he'll like stop himself and go, wait, no bite. And he, he turns oh away. God. So he's getting it finally. But my God, there's times you just want to like slap him across you when he, when he gets you. But I got to try not to. I don't want a CPS thing. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, I can tell you all about it. Yeah. How yeah. Is. You give me all the tips. Other than that, he got a new wheelbarrow, which he, he quite likes. I kind of figured he would want it because he he was trying to use his lawnmower as a wheelbarrow. He put his toys on it and try to push it around. So we got him one. It's uh, meant for six plus, but it does work well for 18, well, I guess 19 month old kids too. So keep that in mind for, for William if he wants to start pushing things around. We do have a wheelchair, wheelchair a wheelbarrow and a lawnmower. And he like broke the lawnmower immediately. <laughs> aggressive lawn cutting well he just like pushed it like really hard and like there's like a spot in it that stops it from going forward and yes, he just like yeah. broke it like immediately but, yeah and then the only thing that's been happening is our poor poor dog had to go and get knee surgery today and oh, no. he is he is not a happy boy <laughs> he seriously tore it wasn't a full tear but it was a very significant tear of his basically his doggy either acl or mcl so anyway his knee so we'd get to the point where you know one day he'd be fine and the next day he just like couldn't get off the ground right without limping and that kind of stuff and so uh, they finally had room in the in the vet and we had it done and so now i'm much poorer and my dog is much more unhappy but hopefully in a couple of months he'll be all back up to his normal speed basically he's only six years old and we figured Right. Well, and they suggested too is that the surgery is worth it because he'll probably get another six years out of him. Whereas if he was, you know, like ten or twelve or whatever, you know, it would just put on pain meds until nature takes its course. So uh anyway, hopefully he gets better. But he's got a lot of pills coming his way and he's got a lot of ice packs and he's got a lot of physio and it's gonna be uh, kind of a crappy couple of months, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well- I, I know what that's like, too. Yes, so. that's right. But that's all yeah. I have, Mike. And I kind of figure I know where your next story is going to go. But uh. yeah. So along those same lines, we unfortunately had to part with Dante over the last few days. Basically, we put him on chemo last week. I told you about how we found out that he could go on pill chemo. Yep. And I don't. I, I don't know if it was the steroids that he were on were starting to wear off or if he just couldn't handle the chemo, but he deteriorated very quickly and we had to take him to an emergency vet and well, you know, we, we decided that his suffering wasn't, it, we just didn't want him suffering anymore. So, right. yeah. Cause like we talked to the, the vet there and he was like, well, here's how, where he is. Now I want to ask you, what are your intentions? And when he said that, I was like, oh, this is, it's over is, is what it is. And so, um, yeah, we, we made the decision. It was the worst possible way it could happen. I don't want to, I don't want to get too depressing with it, but because of the quarantine stuff, we both couldn't go kind of a thing. Like at right. the same time, 
at the same time, I had to stay home because William was asleep and I had to watch William. So Laura got to go. I didn't get to go. We didn't know at the time that this was going to be a goodbye situation. So I didn't get to say goodbye to Dante. I My last moment with Dante was putting him in the cage and off he went. Yeah, shipping him out the door, yeah. Yeah, so uh, so that kind of sucked that I didn't get to, uh, to you know, kind of see him off kind of thing. And luckily, the, in that situation, they drop quarantine in the sense of they'll let you in kind of a thing. So Laura did get to go in with him, and she got to be there for him in the end. But, uh, you know, I just got to hear about it when, when she came home. And, and, of course, because, like I said, we had to do an emergency run. It, this was all, like, in the middle of the night. You know, like we we took him at like 11 at night and it was three in the morning when she got back and it was, it was a rough day. The The day after was, was just not good. But and and like on one hand, it was like we did everything we could for him and, you know, we just didn't want him to suffer anymore. And there's all these little things now that it's just like oh, all of these things are, are just the worst. I didn't get to say goodbye to Dante, but I had my own little goodbye moment with him, which is going to be like. So basically, Dante had really soft paws. Like he had a lot of hair between his paws. And anytime we would have a shower, he would go in the bathtub behind us and lick the, the shower because he was weird and liked to lick the wa- water <laughs> sure, off yeah. the side of the, the bathtub. Well, when he would finish that, he would go downstairs and he would go into the litter box. So then he'd have muddy paws and he would track muddy paws all over the house. And I always hated that. And then, as it turned out, he did it the day it happened, the day we took him in. So he left Muddy Paws on in the, in the on the house. So when the day came to clean the floors, because I we clean the floors once a week, I, I was just sitting there and I'm looking at these Muddy Paws, and I was just like, man, like I always hated this, and this is like the one time that I'm like, I don't want to do this. I just want to leave these here forever because it's the last time. That I'll, I'll, I'll do it. So that's kind of, kind of where I said my goodbyes to Dante. It's really weird that I said goodbye to the floor, you know, like dirty paw prints on the floor. But it was kind of like I actually felt a lot better after that, you know. Like yeah, it was, well, it's it's some level of closure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that that was sad. And then to make things even worse, Dante is now one of the words that William can say. Oh, nice. Yeah. So in in an amazing spout of timing, William started calling all of the cats Dante because Dante was the cat that actually cared about William. Like he would spend time near William. He would let William pet him and things like that. So we'd be like, oh, good Dante. Good Dante. So he eventually associated Dante with the cats. So now he points at Hudson and goes, Dante. And he points at Kratos and goes, Dante. And we're just like, that's Kratos, but, uh," you know, (laughs) yeah. And, and, and another thing that Laura pointed this out to me today that was also like, oh no, is Dante. And this was before he was, he was uh, sick. Was he always had issues with eating? Like he would, he never ate a ton. Like you'd give him food. He'd leave half the food on his plate and he'd leave. And the other two ate his food. And that's why they were so fat. Right. So that's what we would do is we would turn his bowl so that when he like finished all the food in front of his face, the food that was pushed to the edge would be back in front of his face. And then he'd continue to eat. So we, we've been doing that forever. Well, William finally picked up on that and 
Hudson was eating dinner tonight and William leaned down and he spun the bowl for him so that he could get a better look at his food. And it was right. just like, oh, like this another just another thing, <laughs> you know? So it's, it, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're coping obviously, but it's just it's sad. You know, it is. It definitely is. Yeah. So, but hey, in, in better news, because, you know, I've had all these depressing stories, at least one of them ended well. Today, we received in the mail a official notice from the Niagara Children's Aid Society saying that we've been cleared. The charges against us have been cleared and we are free from, from that thing. Oh, that's good. Are you going to uh, frame it, put it on the wall? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that might not happen. Maybe it'll go up in the fridge for a few weeks. For a little bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, so so that at least had a had a happy ending in that sense. But yeah, so, you know, we don't beat our kid. Good. It's good to good. know. Uh, yeah, that is good to know, Mike. That we got an good. official, we're going to put it in our purse, like Laura's purse. We're going to just whip it out when people are like, what are you doing that kid? Just be like, we don't. Here's a paper. <laughs> yeah. You get yeah. some t-shirts made up. Yeah. 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 But so, so that, that was a, a nice positive. As for William himself, besides all of that sad stuff earlier, there's a lot going on with William and some of it is not good. And I don't mean not good as in like, oh no, this is terrible. It's, it's not good. It's because I hate it and I don't like it and right, I want him right. to stop. You remember last week how I told you about how William has started to help with the garbage? Yes. Everything is garbage now. Everything. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. So William is picking up absolutely everything off the floor. Things that are actually garbage. His toys, books, uh, <laughs> you know, like anything he can get his hands on, he's trying to throw it out constantly. Uh -oh. And it is so frustrating. Like a perfect example of this one day. Like I, I was so angry. Just like, like just like, no, I could, I could not get out. Like, turn around no, no. Hit my kid i, I got a I piece of paper that says i don't i know but, exactly <laughs> what you're talking about yeah. yeah just so frustrated is we have this book that's on a bookshelf like there's this bookshelf that he always goes to and he always takes books off of it and it's always annoying as hell and one of the books laura was using toilet paper as bookmarks it's a cookbook and she was marking recipes she wanted to have with toilet paper and I guess, I don't know, maybe she was reading it on the shitter and it was the only thing that she <laughs> yeah, could use say, bookmarks. Okay. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I have no idea why she yeah. used toilet paper, but she used toilet paper to mark the pages. Well, William associates toilet paper with a thing that goes in the garbage. So he sees this toilet paper sticking out of the book and he would try to pull the, the paper out of the book, but he can't because it's mostly trapped in the book. So he would just tear a tiny piece off. So then he would take that tiny piece and he would run to the other side of the house and put it in the garbage. And then he'd run back to the book and tear off another tiny piece and run back and then run back to the thing and tar and he would just keep doing this and i'm like oh my god like you you cannot keep doing this so i actually opened up the book and i pull i'm like i know sorry hon i hope you weren't planning on making any of these recipes because i'm pulling all of these bookmarks out <laughs> and i just pulled them all out and i gave it to william in a giant ball to be like here throw this out and then he did and he came back and he had nothing else to throw out and he was so confused and i was just like oh too bad nothing left and then he started to try throwing out his magnets and i was like oh my god like, like just because he's got you know like alphabet magnets <laughs> yeah on, yeah on the, the fridge, fridge ones yeah yeah so ugh, everything is garbage with that kid and it's 
frustrating to try and get him to stop. Because, of course, if you try to stop him, he he flops down on the floor and whacks his head. Because I told you he headbutts, right? right. So he oh, headbutt the, the door to the garbage or he headbutt the dishwasher to show that he's mad or the floor. And it's just like, oh, my God, buddy. Like, this is so <laughs> stupid. Like, just play with your toys. Like, yeah, that's right. Why can't you be a normal kid? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing he's been doing. Another stupid thing that he's been doing is because of the way that the weather has been lately, we've been opening the windows to get some fresh air in the house. Sure. And normally what we do is we keep the bedroom door closed to keep the cats out of the bedroom so that like, because Kratos has a habit of throwing up a lot and we would keep the door closed so that that Kratos wouldn't throw up on on the bed. Well, we've been opening the door to the bedroom to let the the air flow through. And weirdly, another side effect of everything that's been going on with Dante is that Kratos isn't eating as much food because he's not stealing Dante's food anymore. And it's actually been like we've had Kratos used to throw up three to four times a week, and he's thrown up once in three weeks. Since so it was all just overeating then basically yeah it's always been it's always been overeating he just scarfs up all the like he'll he he would eat dante's leftovers and stuff like that well now you know he doesn't have those leftovers so we we've been leaving the door open and the cats have been playing on the bed and having a great time but we've put up the baby gate so william doesn't go in there because we have a google home in our bedroom and william is obsessed with playing with the google home so we don't want him in there just like grabbing everything so we we put up the baby gate so William has been going up to the baby gate and just dropping things over it. Okay. Now that he doesn't have garbage to throw out, he'll grab his magnets off the fridge and just walk to the gate and drop them. So every night I come like I take the gate down and there's a pile of shit on the floor in my bedroom. Just <laughs> like there's a pile of shoes in my bedroom. Tonight right. Right. Because he just took all the shoes from the front door and he dropped them over the fence. And another stupid thing that he's been doing is if one of us is in the bedroom, he bites down on the top of the fence and just like slides his head back and forth like he's an old typewriter or something. Like just <laughs> like, that is an amazing visual, though. Yeah, my God. Uh, yeah, just ridiculous. Just like <laughs> like scraping along. We're like, stop it. Stop well, if, it. What are you if doing? you want, Mike, I can put him in touch with Ben and just teach him how to rip the thing right off the the door. If he'd prefer oh, that, yeah? I would rather not. Have <laughs> but but it's it's funny. Is the other day Laura was watching William, and she calls me and she's like, "Can you come up and help?" And I'm like, "Yeah, what's going on? What happened?" And she's like, holding William, and William is completely naked, and they're both soaking wet. William has been very tantrumy when it comes to changing his diaper lately. Okay. So Laura's been changing him on the floor. Like she puts the pad on the floor and changes him there. So he doesn't like roll off the change table and hurt himself. Sure. And for some reason he tends to like it, but he still is, you know, roly poly wants to get off and things. So he got up while she was mid changing him and she's like, well, he peed in the diaper already. So it's fine. And then he walked over, over by his bookshelf and then he slipped and fell. And Laura's like, what the hell? And it turned out when he had his back to her, he was peeing the whole way. And <laughs> so he like peed all over the floor and then he fell in it. Like, like just nice. Fell. And, and it was just like me. And I'm like, what am I doing? And she's like, I need you to get him. And, and so, so I, I, I'm cleaning up all the pee and Laura's got him in the bath because they're both covered in pee. And it was just, what a, what a dumb, weird day that was. So he, he's just become a belligerent drunk man basically right basically but you know 
Yeah, it's just crazy. It's an, enough. It's crazy enough that it just makes you want to leave the planet. You yeah, know, like getting you. Yeah. They pull Professor Farnsworth and 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 you know what? What does he say? I can't remember the meme. All of a sudden, like, oh, I don't want to live here. No, yes, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Yes, and yeah. then he just flies away on his ship. And yeah, that's kind of how I feel sometimes. Yeah, but, I get you. Yeah, but you know what? Someone did. They did leave this planet not too long ago, and that's uh, those two astronauts yes. from the SpaceX. Bob and Doug. Bob and Doug. <laughs> and as Canadians, yes. you could not have a better pairing of names, in my opinion. It's true. My brother sent me a Snapchat of the rocket taking off and fired off a <laughs> as it was like taking off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I thought was really funny. Yes. No, they, they launched him into space. What day was it? Sunday? Might have been Saturday. I don't remember what actual day now, but yeah. So I guess the first America or first people to be launched into space in the U.S. since 2011. Yes, which is and it crazy. Was also, it was the first commercial. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing because they were saying so they were throwing the numbers out there, and basically the old space shuttle would cost about a billion dollars per flight, whereas the SpaceX rocket, I believe, it was fifty million dollars per flight. Which is still an incredible amount of money, but is, yes. that is a a huge. That's like five, literally five percent of the cost of the old way of doing it. So I don't know. I, I think all the SpaceX stuff is really cool. To be honest with you, I um, you know, you kind of get bored of watching like a, a space launch on TV all the <laughs> yep. time. Yep. I st- it's still a bucket list item for me. I want to go down to Cape Canaveral and watch one in person, but I will never get tired of watching those rockets land on either the Florida landing pad or on the the floating drone ships. That is, to me, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. The one thing that I thought was really funny, because you're you're talking about like how about watching it. I remember when they, they, they were like the first day they got called for weather. And I remember being like watching and it was like the SpaceX launch is happening. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to put that on. That That's be really cool. Yeah. And then it was like an hour to go. And I'm like, up. Oh, Got other things to watch. Got other things to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because I knew it would just be a lot of space techno jargon until it came time. And of course, by the time I came back, it was the the launch had been scrubbed. And I'm like, oh, well, then never mind. But yeah, it's fascinating, though, from like a technology perspective, because I always feel like if you think about space, you always think kind of like 80s technology. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I know the Apollo missions were in the, the 60s and the 70s, but it, it felt 80s and the spaceship was obviously an 80s thing. So it always felt really old. But now they've got like these like full touchscreen monitors in the spaceship and the uh, sort of mission control. Everybody's got these three giant flat screen monitors in front of them, too. It's like, yeah, this this is what I imagined space would be, you know, all these years. Right. Like super futuristic, super cool. The fact that they live stream everything is amazing. Yeah, like it, it was very much like what it used to be is Star Trek in the 60s and what it is now is Star Trek in the the remake years from like the last <laughs> yeah, few that's right. years that's right. where everything is all lens flares and like computer joysticks and stuff. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so apparently this one is actually more of a test flight than an actual like scientific mission. Could you imagine being a test pilot for a for a goddamn spaceship like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Like, I mean, like God damn. You know, I, I get it. Like, even test piloting a regular airplane is dangerous. But, you know, at least as the ejection seat, you know, 
once you're up in space, man, I, I don't know how you're getting down. There's no ejection seat up there. Yeah, I'm sure there was a waiver that was signed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know um, the original Apollo astronauts, what they would do is they'd sign a bunch of pictures of themselves, like signatures and everything. So that way, if they did die, their wives and families could sell the pictures as memorabilia as like a source of income. Oh, yeah. That that's not, so that's it is a, a fun little fact for you. Yeah, that's pretty smart. It's funny because I, I, I watched it or not watch. I listened to this podcast called Business Wars. And they've been doing a whole bunch of one-off episodes lately. And they did one about Coke and Pepsi racing to be the first cola in space. Oh, yeah? And, I, and I'm and i like, I feel like I would have remembered this. Like, th- I feel like this would have been a big deal. And then I, I listened to it, and it was literally like Coke and Pepsi. And it was in the 80s. It was when Pepsi was like overtaking them because like Michael Jackson was like their spokesman and stuff. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, that's probably why I don't remember this was because it was the 80s. But also because apparently it was just really shitty. Like, like, <laughs> like, like Coke, Coke basically was like, we're going to be the first cola in space. And then Pepsi found out and we're like, no, 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 no. We're going to be the first cola in space. And they both were on the same flight. Like they both went up together and the astronauts came back and they were like, okay. Like there was like a big press conference and they're like, okay, who's got questions? And the people were like, which did you drink first, Coke or Pepsi? And they're like, we we were up there to study like solar radiation and stuff. Like, <laughs> don't you have questions about that? And they're like, yeah, no. but was the was the Coke good or was the Pepsi good? Like, which was better? And the one guy was like, the the captain of the flight was like, all right, fine. Since you guys care so much, there's no fridges, so everything was hot. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, the Coke wouldn't come out of the can. And the Pepsi was a bubbly mess. They were both terrible. And they're like, but what was better? And he's like, I don't know. Coke was slightly less terrible. And they were like, Coke did it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we were the first. Like, it, was, it was hilarious. They just to listen to like this astronaut. Like, just, are you serious? Like, this is, <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is what you want to talk about. Yeah. This is what you care about. But I thought that was really funny when you were talking about like the, the test piloting feature where yeah. it was like, this is the stuff that people don't care about. But, but in the case of the test pilot stuff, yeah, no, that stuff's pretty important. Yeah. I know, I know we didn't plan on talking about this, but have you ever seen, did you see that show uh, For All Mankind? It's one of the Apple TV shows. It's, I'm, maybe I'm thinking of the Tom Hanks thing. Uh, there was like a Tom Hanks thing he did a couple of years ago. So this one, it's uh, like, a, I don't know if it's limited run, but there's just one season so far. And what it is, it's it takes place back in like the space race, right? This is like late 60s, early 70s. But they reimagine the whole thing that the Soviet Union landed on the moon first before the US. And it's this big whole kind of thing surrounding that. It was a really good TV show. I quite enjoyed it, Mike. Nice. So yeah, if you I'll have the watch opportunity that. to watch it, I would suggest watching it. It was very good. Well, I do not have any sort of Apple devices in my house that I could watch. Well, if you on, so. if you buy one, you get it for free for a year. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> maybe somebody at your work has one they could lend it to you. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I, I know somebody said that they'd lend me Disney Plus so I could finally finish The Mandalorian. Oh, <laughs> you haven't finished that yet? No. We, we did you the, ever? We did, the, did you ever start watching it? We watched the first three episodes. Oh, okay, we watched right. it in one night, like it was a movie, and then that's it. <laughs> we haven't watched any more of it. <laughs> so. Which is like when I, I mean, this is mild spoilers, but it's for like that, the battle where him and all the other Mandalorians are. Right. Yes. And they let him escape. Like that's, that's, 
that's literally as far as we got. So, well, they're making a season two, so you better catch up, Mike. I do know how season one ends because of people on the internet that are jerks. <laughs> yeah, but because somebody was just straight up like, "Remember this thing? That's what he's doing." Like, like I, I did hear a bunch of neat things about season two that I'm actually excited for because they're bringing in characters from other series, but right. this will be like the first time they'll be in live action kind of. Oh, a thing. that's cool. Like Rosario Dawson is playing Ahsoka Tano, who is the Anakin's apprentice from Clone Wars. I was going to say, yeah, because Disney owns, well, I guess they obviously own all of it, but they they still produce Clone Wars. Yeah. And the one thing that I thought was really funny, too, was people are people are mad because I remember seeing this because, of course, you can't make everybody happy, especially Star Wars fans, especially. But they were mad that it was Rosario Dawson who got cast. Like first they were actually first they were like, oh, Rosario Dawson, I think she'd do a really good job. And then they cast somebody who also was in Clone Wars and Rebels, but they cast the actor who played that character in in the animation. Like because it, the it, it's um Katie Sackoff. I'm not sure who that is. Oh, I'm trying to think. She was in 24. I think she was in Battlestar Galactica, but she played a character. She was a Mandalorian character in Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, and she's playing the character in live action. So she's playing the character in all three mediums, or like all three shows kind of a thing, even right. though one and two of the shows are animated. And people are all of a sudden like, whoa, 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 if she's doing this, then why isn't the actress who played Ahsoka Tano playing, you know, right, like you're right. in the show? So it was. it's kind of like, okay, nobody can be happy. And, and but, but Boba Fett's coming back. I'm happy about that. Oh, very good. I like Boba Fett. Anyway, that's, I guess, a good place to end the show. (laughs) I like Boba Fett. Yeah, good for you, Mike. Stand up for what you believe in. Yeah, so I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, if you own an Apple device to stream any sort of Apple things on. Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and all your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us, let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to the dads at Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads.com, or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook account at PT Nerds FT Dads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice for people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Till next week, I am Mike. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again as soon. <laughs> <laughs>